Good evening, everybody. We thank God for giving us today. We are grateful for His grace, His love, and His mercies. We thank God for giving us this evening to gather once more to draw from the wells of grace. We thank God for all the wonderful things that He has done. God bless all of you who have shared already. Those who haven't shared, please keep sharing. Please keep sharing. Malundo Sibrahadiva Lagonda Shanda. Alright, we are going to learn about the prophetic. <clears throat> I'll be taking questions and we are going to learn a lot. So,、um, get ready to be penning some things down and、um, let's learn and make this journey together. Alright, let's start by edifying our spirit. The Bible says it has become in an unknown tongue. Edified himself. So I want you to begin to edify yourself. Oh, Lost Ibralete, Lebedo, Shele, Gada, Damando, Lobron, Desibrianda, Damagadash. Begin to edify yourself. Molest Eshki, Pahasa. Komondo, Dinementeshki, Londo, Dodo, Dodo, Boko Sanda. Somebody begin to give him praise. I'm trusting God that we are going to have a wonderful service. Le garado sibre le cosi sele le mendo shindi di minto skipanda da gabisa. Mada di 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 kito skoto boko si tata. Shide bede bede li di 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 gadada. Kobondo di brande libre londo shande. Rada da da di li biko saya. Shada da ba da gabisa le godo si te de bekita. Gede nerogo si di di bisaya, shigado sabada belegi di di masa, malagados usala granda daramando shabranda daradaba kuntele belebreyade, shebelondo isti brende ki bende lebe konda labada tapasi ande de 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 yade, shayibe mimiko sanda dalagada, yanda da 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 lege debe kobo dobo sa. Radimintos dibrele beshita. Oh, mondo sindi dimikataya, sonda nemekiata. Set yourself ablaze, mondo shidi nemekantos kapanda dimiyataya. 
Edify yourself, edify yourself, Malagra Lostesh, Zilo Loboko Sanda Darabakoa, Mente Legidomodo Shindine Mikatayandas, Malongra Limende Sende Grelondo Sonte Nemekonda Banda Dagado Santa Yadene Mekonda Sanda Dabakonta Yande. Ah, Father, be first. I wanted to pray the short prayer in the next two minutes, even as we begin, as God, but through His Spirit, He should come and teach us. Instruct us and give us keys that we are going to use to work prophetically as sons and daughters of the Most High. He should give us the keys that we need to be able to connect properly with Him and to hear His voice when He speaks and to be able to discern and to be able to connect well. Even as you pray this prayer, you ask the Lord to use me to impart knowledge and whatever it is that we need.、Uh, let the Lord help me pour His oil upon me to be able to lead His people into all truth. Let the Spirit of God, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, Be strong upon my life this, this evening to be able to delve into the mysteries of God and to be able to decode the things that God wants His children to hear this evening. Pray for me, pray for me. I need grace, I need grace, I need grace.
Igede beko sete dibako asaya. Janda dada brando kusa. Mendolo brando saya. Igede de brando kuse vrendo shinde de debekonda dada basaya. Yanda le brando kusonde. Falonde masaya. Kibondo sa. Le brando kusonde de brando kusende de breyanda dada bakonde shkibalalo atayati abasaya. Thank you, Father, for hearing us and for giving us what we asked of you. Minister to us this evening, let us hear the voice of God. Teach us, let us be able to connect and to learn the things that we ought to learn through your spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus. Shout a believing Amen. All right. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Everybody here is welcome. I'm trusting God that we will have a very sweet atmosphere to study in. The reason for the prophetic mentoring sessions is to get every Christian connected to me to be prophetic. And a lot of a lot of times I have said here over and over again, if you have been with me for a while, you you hear me say that the prophetic is not the monopoly of the prophet. Now, those of you that missed the first prophetic mentoring session, you can go back and then listen to that message. I uploaded it. So you can go back and listen to that message. It will bless you. It will give you a premise for this teaching service. So I'm hoping to build on the blocks I lead the other time. Father, help your man servant. Use me. I'm nothing without you. Father, breathe on me and use me to impact knowledge and wisdom to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you remember clearly, the last time that we met, I thought to you about how every Christian is supposed to be prophetic simply because of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. Because in Joel, chapter 2, number 27 and 28, thereabouts, um, Joel prophesied, Prophet Joel, said that in the last day I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, saith the Lord. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, sons shall see visions, the old men shall dream dreams, and upon your mid-servants and men-servants shall I pour out my spirit, and they will prophesy. So, um, that was also a confirmation. I'm just reviewing the last message. That was a confirmation of the prophetic word given by Prophet Moses, when Moses said that the Lord wills that all his people were prophets. So it is the will of God that as a Christian, you be a prophet. You be a prophet. A lot of times, uh, Christians want to reserve the, the prophetic to only prophets. To only prophet. But there is no man that has the Holy Spirit upon him that a person can't be called a prophet. In fact, when you study the man Abraham very well, you come to understand that Abraham never prophesied, but he was called a prophet. Why? Because this man was so prophetic. And a man, this is a man that could interact with God. Listen, Abraham was called a prophet because of a relationship he had with God. Okay, okay, let me help you. Abraham is a man that would hear God, sit with God, talk to God. He was even able to negotiate the destiny of a, a, a place, Sodom and Gomorrah. He could negotiate with God with regards to what um, God would do there. Let me give you an experience. I want to share a lot of experience with you. Hope we can flow. Can we flow? Can we flow? I love teaching about the prophetic in particular because I've had a lot of experience in it. All right. Is the atmosphere good? Is the background music okay? Is everything fine? 
It's everything fine. Can we flow? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.、Uh, do this declaration with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the entrance of your word, let me receive an impartation to hear from you and to see into the Spirit. I pray, Father, that my heart will be charged. My spirit will be charged to be able to walk in the prophetic oil. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, l so like I was saying, I had an experience one time where I had a vision. I think it was either a trance or a vision. And I saw myself standing with a young woman. In fact, the Lord took me, the Spirit of the Lord took me to this young woman. There's a very young woman I was looking at. And this young woman was a servant. And the Lord told me about her. The Lord said, You see this girl? She's very, very faithful. She's a good servant. She's serving well. And it is also her time for me to bless her. And the Lord asked me, Should I bless her? I was shocked. I, I, in my mind, I was like, how, 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 how should this be? If the person is good and her time has come for her to be blessed, how do I come into the equation? I was wondering, what do I do? I, I asked, I, I, I responded and I said, okay, bless her. The Lord said, okay. And the vision ended. And I, I was, I, I, in fact, I marveled at what I saw. I marveled at what I saw. Then I understood by looking at the man Abraham that when God is close to a man, especially a man in the prophetic office, there are times that he will make decisions with you. There are times that you will make decisions. There are times that we can negotiate on, on behalf of other people. We can negotiate. We can negotiate. There are times that some people, it is their time to die. And you negotiate with God and you say that God, don't, don't, we, we can't permit it now. In fact, this. When the person dies, it will not help. So let, let's do something about it. That is why it is good as a Christian, you have to start desiring to get very close to God. It should be your desire to have a good relationship with God on this earth. Like Enoch walked with God and was taken. God so loved being with Enoch that he said, Son, come here. Let's, let's go.、Uh, it's, 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 it's time. Let, let's. Let's go. Come and, come and join me up there. You have, to, you have to desire a good relationship with God. So, Abraham never prophesied, and yet he was called a prophet. So, in one way or the other, you can be called a prophet because of how prophetic you are as a Christian. As a Christian, you don't need to be a prophet to prophesy. Do you know why? Let me teach you. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, I think reading from the verse number 3、um, down, downwards, the Bible begins to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. I don't know if I have to take time to explain all the nine、uh, gifts of the Spirit, but those of you who have been with me a lot know them because it's something I've, I've thought a lot. The gifts of the Spirit. And the gift of prophecy is mentioned as a gift in, the, in those gifts. The gift of word of knowledge, in fact, of all the nine gifts of the Spirit, 
there are six of them that are prophetic in nature. Of all the nine gifts of the Spirit, there are six of them that are prophetic in nature. Yeah, Mariam, you're welcome. Mariam, hi, you're welcome. Of all the nine gifts of the Spirit, six of them are prophetic in nature.、Uh, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discernment of spirits, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and the gift of prophecy. These six gifts are prophetic in nature. Of all the nine gifts of the Spirit, six of them are prophetic in nature. It tells you the intensity of the prophetic in the New Testament. So, if all these are gifts that every believer or any believer can have, and six of them are prophetic, it tells you that every, any Christian can be prophetic. And you don't need to be in the office of the prophet to function prophetically. You don't need to have some special powers or special authorizations to hear from God. Hearing from God and seeing in the Spirit are not, the, it's not a reserve of the prophet. It's not only the prophet that is permitted to have access into the Spirit. You don't need to be called a prophet to be able to see into the Spirit or to hear into the Spirit realm. Why is it so? When God created man, the Bible says that he breathed into man the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And man became a living soul. But we know that when God was creating man, he first created the outer shell, the flesh, or the body. And the body was going to contain the soul because man became a living soul. So who is man? Man is a living soul. So what is the real you? Your soul. Does that make sense? Does the analogy I'm making make sense? If God created man, the outer shell, as a flesh, and breathed into, breathed into the man, and after that, that, that、uh, process, man became a living soul, then what is man? What is man? Man is a soul, right? Good. So if the real you is a soul, then. Which part of you sees and which part of you hears? Now, let me borrow something from Prophet Emmanuel Makandewa.、Um, I'm not preaching another man's message, I'm just I'm diligent enough to give credit when I am, I am trying to、um, uh, borrow from someone, or when I am, I am there's a word, a term for that. There's a term for that. Yeah, but when I am trying to. Pick something, reference. Ah, Haja, what been? What been too much? When I'm trying to reference someone, I'm diligent enough to let you know the source. Yes, this was a revelation by Prophet Emmanuel Makandewa. He was saying that the eyes, the physical eyes and the physical ears, is not what sees and what hears. He means to say that the eyeballs in the eye socket you see is not what actually sees. And the ears that you have is not what actually hears. And do you know why? Do you know why? The reason is when your soul departs from your body, do you know that your eyes, when your soul departs from your body, do you know that you still see? But those eyes in your flesh will not see again. And those ears in your body will not see again. But you. As a soul, you will still see and you will still hear. So, the physical eyeballs are just organs 
that the soul expresses itself through in seeing. Do you get that one? So, what actually sees is not the physical eyeballs, but your soul. Your soul. Because that is the real you. What hears is not your physical ear. So, after, sometimes when I'm teaching people on a personal basis, I don't know, um, Hajar, I might have told you this before. I think one time I asked you that which part of you hears when God speaks. You might be deceived that it is this physical ear. No. That is your soul. There is a level of hearing from God. We call it intuition. 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 I'll teach, I'll teach, I'll teach all that. But let me go back to where I was coming from. Do you know the scripture? There's a spirit in man and the inspiration of God given him understanding. There's a spirit in man and the spirit of God, uh, the, the spirit of God given him understanding. Alright, I'll come to that scripture. But let me go back. The Bible says that man became a living soul after God breathed into man. The moment man became a living soul, that aspect of man is the man, the actual man. But the flesh that covers the man is the man's dwelling place. It is a housing. So when that housing fails, the soul will come out and the soul will still be active and the soul will still do everything that it needs to do. In fact, you will, you will realize that when the body fails, that is when the soul becomes very, very active. The soul is stronger. Your soul is far unlimited and far better. The body is a restriction on the soul. Okay. Let me continue. Let me continue. Let me continue. Do you know, you see, there are times that you can have experiences in dreams, but sometimes you wonder, how is this possible? It is because your soul is at liberty. The moment your body goes to sleep, your soul is very active. Your soul is very happy. Your soul now wants to do everything. Your soul now begins to show you strength. Okay. 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 Do you know that when a man dies, okay, the body, the, when you die right now, you see your body lying down. And then you see the real you. And then you will realize you, you'll be able to walk through walls. You'll be able to do some things that your physical body wouldn't permit you to do. That should also tell you the hindrance your physical body is on your soul with regards to hearing in the spirit. Your physical body is so limiting. Sometimes God is trying to communicate to you, speak to you. And your your body is interrupting, interfering. Your body doesn't want to permit you to hear those things that God wants to tell you. The body, the limitation. And that is why fasting is important to every Christian. If you eat a lot, your, your body will become very active. And the more active your body is, the weaker your soul is. The Christian who loves to eat a lot... You, you don't permit your soul to find a lot of expression because when your soul is strong and sharp, hearing in the spirit is not difficult at all. But if you love food, you don't want to fast and you don't want to 
you don't want to put your flesh under. It creates problems for you. So, like I was saying, six of the nine gifts of the Spirit are dedicated to the prophetic or they are prophetic in nature. But this is the one I want to talk about. This is the one I want to talk about. The last time I, I, I thought, I, I shared with you about the experience of the apostles on the day of Pentecost, where the Spirit of God rested upon them and they began to speak in tongues. But more interestingly, those tongues that were speaking were tongues of men, tongues that anybody who hears those songs and understands that tongue will understand it, who knows that tongue. For example, if I am speaking, if I'm speaking um, Hebrew right now, and we have a Hebrew here, the person will be able to understand me. Okay? So, for example, I am a Fanti. If you hear me speaking Hebrew now, it will be a one, a one, a wonderful act because that is that is not my my native tongue. That is not my native language. That is what happened on the day of Pentecost. They spoke languages that were existent on earth. There is a scripture I want to share with you and then connect it to that Pentecost experience and then let's learn. As, as we learn, when you get a question, you can. Try to put it down and then I'll answer. First Corinthians chapter 14 and the verse number 13. The Bible says, Therefore, one who speaks in a tongue should, in, should pray that he may interpret. He said, This scripture has brought a lot of misconceptions. It is very, very, very dire. I remember as a young Christian, when I began to speak in tongues at the SHS, there were a lot of the guys who believed so if you speak in tongues then you must interpret the tongues you speak they said you this thing that you are speaking do you understand the bible being says the person who speaks in tongues also about lord do you remember the guys who used to fight us with some of these things he said if 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 you speak in tongues then you have to interpret if you are not interpreting it's bogus and i remember those times the guys also believed they said the tongues we were speaking were fake why were we speaking fake tongues they said if your your tongues are true it should go through a process for example if you start praying you should start with Hey, hey, ba 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 ba. Hey, hey. Mm. 
Na mwesa sani yenu. They expected that the Holy Spirit will spark us like like nikenika. Like nikenika. Then we will respond. That is, that is the conception they had. That they, they, thought, they thought you had to be heated like a kettle or an iron before you begin to speak in tongues. It's a serious matter. So they said, ah, those guys, that they, when they start to know they are speaking in tongues on Italy, it's not true. It's fake. So that is one of their arguments. And the other one was if you are speaking in true tongues, you should be able to interpret the tongues. But let's study scripture very carefully. You see, the reason why I'm, I'm taking you to this is because you have prophesied a lot without knowing. You have prophesied a lot without knowing. If you are, you are very attentive to scripture, you realize that there have been several times in the Bible, in the book of Acts, that when people received the Holy Spirit, the first thing they did was to speak in tongues and prophesy. If, if you are very, very attentive. If you have been reading the Bible keenly, you realize that there are two basic manifestations um, that accompanies receiving the Holy Spirit. That is, and that is speaking in tongues and prophesying. Why is it that when somebody receives the Holy Spirit, a person speaks in tongues and prophesies? It looks like the speaking in tongues and prophesying are closely related. Okay. 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 Did you know that when tongues is interpreted, it is prophecy. Okay. Okay. Alright. I'll tell you a lot of things, but um, I'll not just to tell you things out of the void. I'll give you evidence. And you see, you you are prophetic. It's just that you don't know. And through this, I'll, I'll give you a prophetic assignment. Those of you that can do it, it will bless, of, it will bless you. Those of you who can't do it too, it will bless you. But um, it, it's all part of um, developing yourself. It is all part of developing your spirit. It is all part of developing your senses and building yourself up to hear and to see into the spirit. Alright, does anyone have a question up to this point? If there's any question up to this point, okay, no question. All right, all right, okay. Then let's 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 go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Okay. So let's go back to the scripture I put there. The scripture I put there. It said that the one that speaks in tongues should pray, that the person interprets. Paul didn't say the one who speaks in tongues must interpret it. Is that what the scripture said? Is that what the scripture said? What did the scripture say? Apostle Lord, can you give me the scripture? Okay. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. He may. Let's do English small. This one is English. This one is English. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. So where 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 is the must coming from? Did he say he must interpret? That he may interpret. He may interpret. And why is it that when you speak in tongues, so listen, I want I want to show you something, okay? 
I want to show you something. Follow me carefully. Don't, don't, don't miss me on this one. Don't miss me on this one. When you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3 downwards, one of the gifts of the Spirit listed there. Okay? God help me help your people. There are two experiences. There are two experiences with regards to speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues. There are two experiences with regards to speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues. And I want to help you get both of them. The first experience with speaking in tongues is when somebody is filled with the Spirit, the person speaks in tongues and prophesies. Is that right? Is that right? When the Holy Spirit came on the apostles, what did they do? He spoke in other tongues. And when the Holy Spirit came upon the people that Peter preached to uh, in, in the centurion's house, they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. The, the disciples upon laid hands on them, they spoke in tongues. So we realize that the, one of the basic manifestations of someone that has just received the Holy Spirit is that they speak in tongues. They speak in tongues. That experience is one dimension of speaking in tongues where you just speak in tongues. Have you seen people whose hands were laid on? They spoke in tongues and they didn't continue speaking in tongues afterwards. Have you seen something like that before? Anyone here? If you have witnessed something like that before, give me a high five. Let me tell me. Has anyone seen that before? You go you go to a meeting, hands are laid on somebody. The person speaks in tongues temporarily and then later the person can't speak in tongues anymore. Has anyone realized something like that before? I have seen some before. I have seen some before. Yes, it happens. That is that is an indication that the person has been baptized in the Holy Spirit. The person will speak in tongues. But then, when you get into 1 Corinthians 12, speaking in tongues is also listed as a gift. As a gift. So the fact that somebody has spoken in tongues by receiving the Holy Spirit doesn't mean the person has got the gift of speaking in tongues. So there are people that occasionally speak in tongues when they are filled with the Spirit. And there are people who have the gift to speak in tongues. And let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Uh, Apostle Lord, please go to 1 Corinthians 12 and pick up for me the... The, the 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 scripture that talks about the particular verse that talks about speaking in tongues so let me show them something all right, let me let me go and get it. <clears throat> yeah, Doctor Lovelace, are there those who also, by inspiration, are able to interpret? Sure, sure, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay, so First Corinthians twelve ten to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirit, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. Okay, so did you see how the gift of speaking in tongues is is named in in the book of Corinthians? He said diverse kinds of tongues. Look at something. 
So with those that are filled occasionally and they speak in tongues, there is also another level where after that, the person is able to speak in tongues frequently because the Holy Spirit is indwelling the person. So the person speaks in tongues. But there is also a gift to speak diverse kinds of tongues. The person that has this gift isn't a one-way tongues speaker. Okay, there are people you can predict the tongues they will speak. Why? Because they speak tongues according to what the Spirit gives, according to utterance and according to the infilling of the Spirit. But there are other people who have the gifts to speak in tongues. Uh, These people, you can't really predict the tongues they will speak because it's dynamic. It's diverse kinds diverse kinds diverse kinds all right it can even go to a level where it is a language on earth do you know that there is also another experience of tongue speaking called the tongues of men and the tongues of angels where paul said that though i speak with the tongues of men and the tongues of angels so there is a tongues of men and there is a tongues of angels the tongues of men is when a man is able to speak in other tongues that exists on earth just like the apostles did for example if you you might have heard that a preacher went somewhere to preach and whilst the person preached the person began to speak the language of the place for example the person is is a fanti and the person is going to preach in in, in in Accra and the person speaks Ga when the person is not a Ga that is tongues of men that is tongues of men Sirskos, you are asking a very important question if you don't speak in tongues does it mean you don't have the Holy Spirit no no that is a big no and I will, I will explain why so that is one dimension tongues of men and tongues of angel but diverse kinds of tongues is that ability given to a man to speak in different different varieties of tongues the person is not limited to one specific uh, specific flow of a tongue okay that aside what, uh, there's another man that gets filled occasionally and speaks in tongues and there's another man that has received to speak in tongues because of the indwelling of the spirit okay and when it comes to interpretation of tongues also when it comes to interpretation of tongues also there is there is also another experience there's also another experience and this this kind of experience with the other one is this the interpretation of tongues is also a gift it's also a gift when someone has the gift to interpret tongues it doesn't matter the weight and intensity of the prophetic word flowing through a tongue or the tongue you are speaking the person has the ability to interpret i remember the very first time that i experienced interpretation of tongues um i was i was speaking with my prophet brother and um we we the atmosphere shifted so we started speaking in tongues and whilst we speak in tongues my attention was fixed on the tongues he was speaking and i virtually could decode the things he was like i knew 
in English what he was saying. It's not that I was hearing English, I was hearing the tongue, but I knew in English what he was trying to say, like a paraphrase. Okay, in paraphrases, like capturing a thought. He can say something small. I remember I interpreted the tongue he spoke. It was a very short tongue, like some. I think there's a time I interpreted just a phrase, and it was an entire about 10 to 15 minutes prophetic word. And there was a time too that I interpreted a tongue he spoke for several minutes, and I interpreted it for a few minutes. So it was just paraphrases. Paraphrases. That was the very first time. And afterwards, sometimes when somebody is speaking in tongues, I'm able to hear. So there are times that when I'm prophesying, I have done this before. Those of you that are, have worked with me, there are times that when I'm prophesying, I tell the people to speak in tongues. Like if I don't have a word for you, I can ask you to speak in tongues. And by just hearing your tongues, I'm able to prophesy to you. Why? Because what you are speaking to me is prophecy. You just don't know. Okay. Alright, so let me help you. So Paul said, okay, so now I'm giving you the two the two dimensions. Alright? The one that someone can do. Okay, so I've given you one dimension. That is the gift of interpretation of tongues. So now let me give you the other experience. The other experience is a question that Dr. Lovelace was trying to ask. And that is what Paul is saying to us in the scripture that we are using as a premise. Okay? Where Paul said that he that prays in tongues should desire or who speaks in tongues should uh, pray that he may interpret he may not he must he may which means that the person who speaks in tongues can also receive ability to interpret the tongue that person can also receive the ability to interpret the tongue so when you speak in tongues you can interpret it that doesn't necessarily mean you have Paul didn't say the person who speaks in tongues should desire to have the gift of interpretation of tongues but the person should desire to speak in to interpret the tongues. So it means that you can speak in tongues and interpret it without even having the gift. What makes a gift a gift? If it is a gift, it means that it is very consistent in its operation. So you can have a believer that prophesies occasionally by the inspiration of the Spirit, but you can have someone who is prophesying 90% of the time, even with a little inspiration. That is a gift. That is a gift. That is a gift. Okay. All right. I'm driving. I'm driving at a particular place. So Paul is saying that when you speak in tongues, you should pray that you interpret. Why should you pray that you may interpret the tongue you are speaking? If that tongue is useless, if it doesn't mean anything to you, then what? 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 What is the um? What is the use? Okay. Let me get you a scripture. He that um, speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh unto men, uh, speaketh unto God. Apostle, can you give me that scripture? I think it's in uh, Corinthians. I don't know if it's 1 Corinthians 14 thereabouts. Apostle, if you are around, try if you can get that uh, scripture for me. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue uh, speaketh unto God, but he that prophesied speaketh unto men. And let me show the people something very small, something very powerful here. Alright, if you have a question, you can put it across and then I'll merge it into the teaching. I'll consider it in the teaching. Alright, Apostle Lord is looking for the scripture for me. It's in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. I think it's somewhere around the 
uh, 14 thereabouts um i was already get it for me yeah yeah doc if you're also around you can also try anyone that gets it the quickest will fly with this please if you have a question you can put it across thank you sir thank you sir 1 corinthians 4 14 4 he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edified himself but he that prophesied edified the church okay 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 then let me go further let me go further okay he i want you to pay attention okay I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention. The one I'm speaking, I'm reading from the ESV. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. It means that the person edifies himself. But the one who prophesied builds up the church. But that is not what I want. There's another scripture. Okay, let me let me get it for you. Apostle, that's not the scripture, but let me let me get it for you. Let me get that scripture for you. Mada digi sata la gadisha, elebrendo kusati tete lebesaya, obololovrosaya. That yeah, I think that is the scripture. He talks about edification, exhortation, and comfort. Let me get it. Good. First Corinthians fourteen three. First Corinthians fourteen three. But he that let's start from the verse two, verse two and verse three. Let me copy it, bring it over, and then. Or if Apostle Lord can also get it, then we deal with it. First Corinthians 14. Oh, okay, Doc, Doc, you brought it. Okay, 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 okay. Thank you. Yeah, Doc brought it. I didn't see. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Okay. Let's go to the three. Okay. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strength. I, I do like the a let me let me paste let me paste my let we work with it okay first Corinthians 14 let's read from three then I'll go to four but he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification exhortation and comfort okay he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God all right the one that speaks in tongues speaketh unto God but the one that prophesies speaketh unto men. I want you to pay particular attention to this one. He that prophesied speaketh unto men for their edification, exhortation, and comfort. But he that speaketh in tongue speaketh unto God and not unto men. Why? Because he's speaking mysteries and men don't understand him. Okay, okay. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. So when somebody is prophesying, the same effect it has on the church is the same effect he that is speaking in tongues has on himself. I want you to get it. Catch the revelation. Catch the revelation. The effect one has or the effect one has on prophesying to the church okay that effect the person has the one who prophesies the effect he has on the church when he prophesies is the same effect the one who speaks in tongues has on himself because the one that is speaking in tongues is speaking unto god but is edifying himself 
It means that he's prophesying to himself, but he's speaking to God, which means that God understands what he's saying and then God brings it to him. But he that is prophesying is edifying the church. Why? Because he's speaking unto men. So the one that speaks in tongues speaks to God. The one that speaks, the one that prophesies speaks to men. So if we want to decode the things that the one that is speaking unto God is saying, if we are able to interpret it, it means that the interpretation is now a channel to bring the things that only God understands to men. Okay, it means that when the man, the man that was speaking in the tongues, though didn't know what he was saying, he was edified himself. He was building himself up, and it is very good to speak in tongues. But you never know. There are times that when you are speaking in tongues, you are prophesying about things that are yet to come. So your spirit is already being built up, being adjusted, being positioned to face the things that are coming that you don't even know. Your spirit is preparing himself to to fight some battles that you are not even aware of. All right. Just like I would pick up a prophetic word and tell somebody that this and this and that is coming, so prepare this, prepare that, and do this. The same effect. I am edifying you when I'm prophesying to you. I am building you up. I am charging you up when I'm prophesying to you. But when you are speaking in tongues, you are having the same effect on yourself. So when someone prophesies and we want to edify others for what he is saying, we can now borrow the ability or the gift to interpret tongues and then cause men to also. Enjoy that edification. Kadimi sota kadivasa dilekata. So, when you speak in tongues, you have to start desiring that you interpret. And why is it so? It is so because you are saying a lot of things that, if the Lord will give you a sneak peek. Into the things you are seeing, you will see that you are a prophet of your own life. We have a very powerful tool in speaking in tongues that we 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 have we are yet we are yet we are yet to uncover its full potential. We are yet to uncover the full potential of speaking in tongues. What God has given to us, we are yet to unravel. The strength of what we have in speaking in tongues. So listen, if you want to be prophetic, and you have speaking in tongues, you are blessed. If you want to be prophetic and you have speaking in tongues, you are blessed. Why are you blessed? Because speaking in tongues opens you up to the spiritual. A lot of times, before you get other gifts, tongues speaking is a gift that comes to open the door. To the pneumaticals, the spiritual, to the spiritual, to the spiritual, the gift of speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. If you're a Christian, begin to speak in tongues profusely, and start desiring that you interpret. Rabile velondo suntene me kondeste vrendo salindele relondo sangra levendo sa. Because let me show you something. Let me show you another thing. Why you understand that when you speak in tongues, it is very, very, very prophetic. Because look at the experience that the disciples had. The Bible says, and they spoke in tongues 
as the Spirit gave them utterance. In Acts chapter 2, when we see the experience that the apostles had, they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So it means that the Holy Spirit was hiding behind them and putting the words in their mouth and they were speaking it. Who is a prophet? Who is a prophet? <laughs> Let me shock you. You will understand you will understand where you stand in the prophetic after this one. I, I, I'm praying you get it. Who is a prophet? Prophet is widely described or defined as the mouthpiece of God. As one that speaks on behalf of God. As one that, that hears on behalf of God and speaks for God. So when you want to know the intent of God's heart, when you want to know what God is saying, you go to the prophet. So the prophet speaks for God. Which intends mean that it is God that puts those utterances in the, the prophet's mouth. True or false? True or false? If the prophet speaks for, the, the, for, for, for God, what does that mean? It means that God is the one giving him the utterances. Do you get it? And the Bible says, see, that's, uh, when the, 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 uh, the, whole, uh, the apostles were speaking in tongues, they did it as the Spirit gave them utterance. So what were they doing? At that time, they were prophesying. At that time, you could call them prophets. Why? Because they were speaking for God. Because it was the Holy Spirit that was giving them the utterance. They were not saying what they wanted to say, but what the Spirit wanted to say. So they were prophesying. So anytime that you are speaking in tongues, you are prophesying. And that is why when we are able to interpret what you are, you are speaking in tongues, the, the things you are saying, you realize that it is prophecy. You are saying very powerful things. Extremely powerful things. That you have no idea of. Okay. Brother Lovelace is asking, but just as God can give a prophetic word, Satan too can give a prophetic word, right? Oh, sure. Why not? This is... Let me show you something. I think it's in the book of Acts. When Apostle Apostle Paul... Well, yeah, Apostle Paul and one of the disciples or the apostles, they were, they were somewhere preaching. And the Bible says that there was a certain, a certain girl that through soothsaying, the owners of that girl had got a lot of money because she was under the inspiration of those spirits and then she was prophesying and when paul and co were in that town this lady would be following them about these are the servants of god hear them do this all that all that and one time paul was vexed in her spirit not because she was saying the wrong things the things that she was saying was true but she was not saying it with the right spirit so paul rebuked her so you can have familiar spirit, you can have evil spirit, you can have demonic spirits that are saying the right things, but they are not speaking it under the inspiration of God. And sometimes you can be defiled by such things. And that is why there are people, you see them, they prophesy, that they can mention names, they can mention addresses, they can mention a lot of things, and you think, wow, this is God speaking. That's why you have to test all the spirits. And as a secret, you have to be discerning. Because if you are not discerning, you fall in the trap of some of these people. You will think that everybody that is able to mention your name means the person is a prophet or the person is operating by the Spirit of God. Sometimes you think that when somebody is able to pinpoint your, your number accurately, the accuracy is not the issue. It's, it's not the accuracy of what the person is saying. That lady was saying accurate things about Paul. He was telling that these are servants of God, and they were. 
and she was saying many things that were true but was and you see paul was agitated in the spirit so let me show you one thing today i was telling haja that was it today or yesterday i was telling her that did she know that prophecies must be judged there are times when you are listening to a prophetic word listen to what your spirit is saying because whilst this lady was doing all this the bible says that paul was vexed in his spirit he knew in his spirit that no this was not right so when sometimes somebody is prophesying to you listen with your spirit how do you feel in your spirit you feel the spirit of god you feel at peace in your spirit you flow with the person listen to your spirit don't just jump everywhere and anywhere that they are prophesying listen to your spirit there are people who are prophesying accurately but they are not doing it by the spirit of god so be careful be careful be careful all right does anyone have a question does anyone have a question does anyone have a question you have a question you can ask so that we try and answer let me give you like 10 minutes and then we we can end the service and prepare to meet um in the in the in the in the evening because sorry in the morning in the morning uh, for morning aura for morning aura yeah if there's a question please how can prophecies be judged i'll teach i'll teach it as a topic i can't do a hit and run on on judging prophecy i can't do a hit and run on judging prophecies so i'll i'll, I'll have a, prof- a, a, a specific time to to teach on it yes any question please if you are new kindly follow if if there's the first time you are you are joining us please follow us every every dawn from 3:30 oh irie is it irie irie you are you are welcome i'm hoping that you follow and be joining us yes mm. every every dawn from 3:30 to 4 to 5 o'clock we we pray and have prophetic sessions yeah we pray and have prophetic sessions from 3:30 to 5 every single day every single day every single day every single day so try your possible best to be joining yeah 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 um it's uh, yes yeah, so skills so skills um when we when we close out try and, and reach out to you yeah jennifer you are blessed eh? we thank god we thank god All right so in the absence of no questions let me try and wrap up today's teaching okay at times you see people in other offices prophesying and you can really tell they are not able to go deep that's your office determine how far you see okay you when or your connection okay okay so i will understand that when what the deep or the depth that doctor is saying is that when somebody is able to mention a name accurately mention an address mention other things and, and a number of things that is the depth that is when we we say someone is deep that is when we say someone is deep yeah when the person is mentioning names and all that accurately you can have a prophet in office who will not operate in that dimension of the prophetic but is able to teach you to inherit your prophetic blessings And if you are not careful you will say that prophet is not deep the depth is not that we have shallow prophets or people who are shallow who are able to mention names mention addresses 
And that is actually not the depth. There are deeper things than mentioning names. There are deeper things than mentioning addresses and all that. Yeah. So it's not the office. We have a prophet in office whose functionality might not even be to prophesy as in. Do you know that there are a lot of times that I prophesied that people didn't realize I was prophesying? Maybe one of these days I'll teach about functionalities in the office of a prophet. You will understand that it is not all prophets that will prophesy the way other prophets do. There are prophets who will operate in the dramatic realm of the prophetic, dramatic word of knowledge, dramatic word of wisdom. It doesn't mean they are deeper than other prophets who are not doing that. There might be a, there might be a prophet who is deeper than that, but in another functionality. Do you get it? Their functionalities. We have prophets who are teachers. They are prophets by calling. They are teachers by functionality. Theirs might not be to prophesy and in mentioning names and tracing family roots. But they can accurately teach you some things that are too deep. And you see, in prophesying, eh, there are times that a lot of messages I have preached, a lot of messages that I have preached, especially during morning aura and all that, I was prophesying. But people didn't realize I was prophesying. I was prophesying because those were no messages I had prepared to preach. They were messages that I was speaking under inspiration. So everything that I said was under inspiration and not something I had prepared. Not a particular flow. I have not made notes. So what I am telling you that time, the revelation I am giving you that time and all that, they are all prophetic. I am prophesying. I might be speaking to a particular situation. I might be speaking to somebody in particular. And that is prophesying. And people might not realize that he's prophesying. They will see he's preaching. That is prophetic preaching. Yes. So, um, Doc, it is not the office person. You can, do you know, do you know that you can have an evangelist who can be mentioning names, mentioning addresses, and yet he's not a prophet. He's just operating the gift of knowledge, a word of knowledge. And it is very dramatic. And you might think he's a prophet, but he's not even a prophet in office. Yeah. Yeah, so Doc, Doc, have I, have I answered you? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, I think I think that is that is the only question that uh, was pending. I believe you've been blessed. Have you enjoyed um, today's uh, mentoring session? Okay. All right. Um, Abigail Yeboa. It happened the first day during the morning or when I was preaching. Eh, yeah, the preaching, the preaching was, the preaching was a prophetic word to you, eh? It was a prophetic word to you. Oh, okay, powerful, powerful. Yeah. And so there are times that a prophet might prophesy. He's not mentioning names or calling anyone, but he's speaking to some people, and you might not even know. Maybe it is just one person he's prophesying to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. I will try and then upload um, this this session so that you can go and play it back and then listen to it. I don't want to overload you in a particular session. All right. I don't want to overload you in a particular session so that um, gradually we will get there. I will say the other time that the prophetic realm and the spiritual realm is very very interesting. This is a very interesting realm because of the personal experiences that I have had. 
and I'll be sharing some of them with you. The Bible says, Iron sharpened iron. When I do that, I am getting you to a place where you will also catch it. Okay? As I speak to you and as I tell you the things that I've seen and heard and all that, you will relate with it and you will also get better. You will also be able to pick some things up. So it is good that I share them with you. It's good that I share them with you. I've had many experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling you the other time how um, in my room an angel an angel appeared in a way that it made me bump into the angel. I didn't know the angel was there. And by the time I turned, I bumped into the angel. Oh, Father, help us have experiences. Yeah. When it happened like that, I couldn't breathe for some for some seconds. I lost my breath. The the the, the presence the angel brought, I couldn't breathe. So I I had to sit still on my bed and pant for breath for a while before I I could recover my breath. And then <laughs> it's not easy at all. Yeah, we've had experiences, and I'm I'm praying that um, you will. As time goes on, okay, Doc has a question. Please, can you decide as a prophet not to prophesy to someone, although you have gotten a word from God for him? Yes, why not? There are several times I receive a word I want to tell the person, and the Lord says it's not time or wait. Yeah, there are several times. There are times that um, you will have a word, and the Lord will not even permit you to say the word because it's not time. I remember I had a dream about someone. I wanted to tell the person, and I felt in my spirit it was not time. I could tell the person um, after a year, getting to almost two years, and then the dream repeated, and I knew it was a confirmation. That is when I could tell the person. So there, there are times you will have a word for somebody, but it is not time. There are things, if you are not careful. Yeah. There are times that if you are not careful, when you give that prophetic word, you might ruin the person's life. The person might make a mistake because of that word. Yeah, Steph, do you remember there was a time I was prophesying to you? I wanted to tell you something, and I told you I don't feel it this time, so I stopped. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. I had the word. I wanted to deliver it, but I felt in my spirit that I, I had to wait. So I waited. I waited. I waited. I waited. Have I told you? Have I shared with you guys the experience of um, the angel who was who was breaking my lenses? Have I shared that experience with you guys? No, I haven't. Okay. All right. Let me see. I will. I will. If I say it now, I will. I will still share it. I'll still share it when I'm teaching about dreams and visions. And have I also shared with you um, the experience? Um, I had one experience one time where I was preparing for a prophetic service. And whilst I, I sat waiting, an angel walked up to me and told me I am ready. And it was a prophetic angel. Okay. I have a lot, I have a lot to tell you. I have a lot to tell you. I have a lot to share with you. Okay, so there are few people I've told. Yes. Yeah. I've said it before. Eh? Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Dr. Lovelace is asking Does the hour or time determine whether it's a dream or a vision? A dream or a vision? Let me show you something, Doc. Doc, a dream is a vision you have when you are asleep. Doc, so the difference is just the state. The, 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 the difference is the state. The state of being awake and the state of being asleep. Yeah, Doc. So that is, that is just that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you have a question, you ask so that I'm answering questions, okay? Yeah, I'm answering questions. So let's let's ask questions and then yeah, yeah. Maladine meko suda da ba da da ba sa ta ta ya. Robo kosi tivelo zibre longo sivra da da mango shande. Lendo lega sonda bra legi andesh. Yeah, so I'll be sharing that experience uh, one of the days. I just ask him, please, this is not a question, but I'm happy that you said we can all be prophetic. Sure, sure, everybody, everybody can be prophetic. Every Christian, it's not only those called as prophets. Please, how can you develop an intimacy with the Holy Spirit? Thank you, sir, for that question. Precious. Precious, have you been in a relationship before? Watch your brother. Are you in a relationship now? Or have you been in a relationship before? Zodregi, Sodrelonda, Vraleste, Mango, Shelele, Belendo, Staha. Yeah, Precious, please help me. Have you been in a relationship before? You've been in one before. Okay, tell me some, one of the things you were doing that was keeping you very close. Tell me one of the things that you were doing that kept you very close. Something that you couldn't live without. Uh, but Akeres has said it for you. Communication. 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 If you want to develop intimacy with the Spirit, it is about being intimate with Him in communication. Praying a lot. Yeah, Miss Haja says studying the person. You need to know the personality of the Holy Spirit. How would you know? It is through studying the word of God. When you get close to the word, when you get close to him in prayer, when you are praying a lot, and you become obedient to the slightest and the, the most little of promptings he begins to give you, okay, and begin to obey them, you, you draw close. Half times that you spend with God, uninterrupted times, that it is only you and God. He said that this time is dedicated to God. I want to spend time with God. You are studying the word, you are praying, you are fellowshipping, you are worshiping. Every Christian should have that. I do that. I do that. That, is, that has been a very strong pillar in my life. When I became, um, when I, I realized the calling of God upon my life, that is one of the things that I used to do. I didn't even know that I was doing it, but I would, I would just spend minutes or sometimes hours worshiping. And I didn't even know it was a relationship I was building. And God loved it. God loved it. And as I continued, it developed. And now I made it a habit to be spending time with God, uninterrupted, worshiping, just basking in the adulation of God's presence. Yeah. So communication a lot. Obedience to the little of uh, slightest of promptings you begin to receive from Him. Studying Him in the Word. Reading books about Him. You will get there. 
how will you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, please? Alright, so your question is wrong. Let me see. Is it Kabore, Hana? Kabore, your question is wrong. Alright, let me, let me correct your question and answer it for you. You don't feel the Holy Spirit, you sense Him. It is one thing that Christians say a lot. I feel, I feel the Holy Spirit, as I say it. I feel the presence of God. You don't feel the presence of God. We sense the presence of God. If you say you feel, which part of you feels? Okay, okay, you let me answer your question. But anyway, anyway, you will still be saying I feel because you are cancer. Now let me answer the question. How did you get to know? Kabore, can you answer this question? I'm also asking you a question. Answer it for me, please. When you became a Christian, how did you know? You were a child of God. How did you know? Kabori, are you still around? If you're around, try and answer me. If you can't answer to you, tell me. But let me ask the, the entire church. When you got born again, how did you know that you were a child of God? How did you know? Can somebody help me? Can somebody help me? Can somebody help me? How did you know that you were a child of God? How did you know it had worked? How did you know the Spirit was indwelling you? Yes, sir, skills. Sir, skills, are you around? I remember you asked the question. I've not forgotten. I will... You stayed, you stayed away from certain things. Okay, Kabore. Abstinence, abstinence is not a proof of, 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 of you being a child of God because there are people who are not born again and they, they abstain more than you. Some are even more disciplined than you. Some are able to say they are monks. They will not eat certain kind of foods. They will not do this. They will not do that. And yet they are not Christians. So it's not the abstinence. Alright. The Bible says that the spirit bears witness in our spirits. He bears witness with us that we are children of God. So when you are a child of God, it is a knowing that can't be explained. Is it that Christ might... Um, might live in you by faith. There's a, I can't. I've, I've, I've missed the and the actual. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. So there is a knowing in you that tells you are a child of God. It's you. You just can't tell how, but you just know it within you. All right. So those of you who have parents who were given birth to by a mother and a father, when you grew, how did you know this was your mother and this was your father? And not any other person. You look like your mother. Hey, Hajan, no, Maybe you're the Okay. All right. All right. I remember I was separated from my mother when I was very, very young as a child. Good. Doctor Lovelace has has answered. You're born. There's a particular bond. Why is it that when a child is crying and you give the child to the mother, she stops crying? She knows this is my mother. There's a particular bond. When you are giving birth to by someone, you don't need anyone to tell you that this is my father. I remember, like I was saying, I was separated from my mother at a very young age. At an age that I was not really conscious of myself. And when I was growing, when I go to around class 5 thereabouts, my mother paid me a visit. I had not seen her for a very long time. And so I couldn't tell that this was my mother or not because we 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 um okay so Doc is saying that's the reason we give the children to their mothers 
when they give birth at the labor ward. Okay. When, 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 um, yeah, so like with my experience, I'd been disconnected from my mom for a very long time. And that day, when I went out to play as a child, and when I came back, I saw a woman sitting in front of our door. And the moment I saw her, I knew it was my mother. I had not seen her for a long time. Nobody told me my mother was coming. But when I saw her, I knew this woman was my mother. And I, I ran and then hugged her. I just knew. I just knew. So there is a particular bond that makes you know that this is my mother. And that same thing translates into the spirit. When the presence of God is here, when the Holy Spirit is here, you just know. You sense it. You just sense it. You don't need to be thought to sense your father's presence. You just sense it. You just know. So that is that is that for for that question. And with regards to what um um Seskills asked, Seskills was asking that um how and when when you don't speak in tongues, does it mean that you don't have the Holy Spirit in dwelling you? Seskills, was that a question? Have I brought it out right? Seskills, have I got it right? That um, the fact that you don't speak in tongues, does it uh, mean you don't have the Holy Spirit indwelling you? Good. The answer is no. The answer is no. The answer is no. Because there are two experiences um, um, to, to receiving the Spirit of God. There's one experience where after um, receiving... The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. He's, he's the consummate of us. He's the one that is, is endorsed on us. He's a, he's a seal. Okay? That says that this is original. This is the child of God. So when... That's why the Bible says we have been sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So every child of God, the moment you accept Jesus and the moment he comes into your heart and makes your, you his abode, you are endorsed, you are sealed. There is a signet on you that says that this is a child of God. And the Holy Spirit is the one that is used for that. So the Holy Spirit is in you. But the other experience is being baptized by the Spirit. The infilling. There is the indwelling of the Spirit and the infilling of the Spirit. So speaking in tongues is the infilling of the Spirit. So have you got it now? Okay. Barry wants to get into the dynamics of why not feel feeling feeling is a sensual expression feeling is a physical expression feeling is a carnal expression feeling is an expression of the body the flesh and the bible says that the flesh does not decode god or the flesh does not appreciate the things of the spirit so how then is your flesh able to know that god is here it is your your soul your spirit that does that and that is why I'm saying not don't not feeling. If you say feeling, you are saying that it is your flesh that is doing the decoding or telling you. But it is not your flesh, it is your spirit, it is your soul. Okay. So how is it that demonic entities are able to manipulate you even after accepting Christ? Okay. Okay. Um Haja, having a conscience, for your conscience, eh? you will it's not it's not synonymous it's not synonymous but um perhaps 
when I speak about conscience, um, you, you will get it. The conscience is another voice. But let me, let me answer Ben's question and then we'll see something. Evan is asked, how is it that demonic entities are able to manipulate you even after accepting Christ? Okay. If you're a Christian and you don't model your life after, after the word of God, demons can manipulate you. And that is because even Peter, who was, who was sitting under the tutelage of Jesus at the time allowed himself to be manipulated by the devil. When you ask, when you accept Jesus, he, in, he dwells in you. He lives in you. It means that demons cannot indwell you in your spirit anymore because the Holy Spirit is living in your spirit. Okay? That is why we have demonic possession and we have demonic oppression. Okay? And demonic oppression is where a demon is trying to oppress you from without. And demonic possession is where a demon can actually enter you and possess you. So, if you are a Christian and your mind is not renewed after the word of God, you can open a doorway for a demonic power to manipulate you, to oppress you, and to cause you to do things you don't have to do. Yes. So, you need the word of God. That is why we have to renew our minds according to the word of God. Yeah. Because they are influences from without. And that is why, even as a Christian... Even though you are born again, you can use your body to do a lot of things that you don't have to do. Yeah. 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 All right. So, says skills. So, Papa, must every Christian speak in tongues? No. Yes. Yes and no. When I say yes, it means when every Christian speaks in tongues, it is a positive, it is a plus. But no, because even doctrine will not allow every Christian to speak in tongues. Just because you get what I'm saying. Yes, because and it is not compulsory, but it is a good experience. Why? Because look at something. Do you know the greatest gifts of God to mankind? Do you know? Yeah, Doc. Can you hear me now? Please, is every, is, uh, are, you, are, are you having hearing problems? Are you hearing me well? Can, can I be heard? Uh, okay. It's heavy. The voice is heavy. Please, is it the same everywhere? Is it okay now or still? Is it okay now? Is it still muddy? Still. Let me do some adjustments. Is it still muddy? Is it still muddy? It's still muddy. I think <laughs> I think it should be a podium thing. Let me see something. Is it still the same? Is it still the same? 
Oh, it wasn't like that before, but. Okay, let me see something. Is it, is it okay? Okay. Alright. So, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to answer, I was trying to answer a particular question. I was trying to answer a particular question. What was it? Oh. Let me see. Yeah, must every Christian speak in tongues? Yeah. So, it says skills, um, when every Christian speaks in tongues, it is good and us asking, what is the greatest gift that God gave to mankind? What is the greatest gift God gave to mankind? Please help me. What is the greatest gift God gave to mankind? Bible student, please help me. Please help me. Jesus, thank you. Jesus. Salvation. Salvation. So even Jesus and his salvation that he brought, God is not forcing it on everyone. He hasn't said it is compulsory to accept Christ. How much how much less tongues in this contest? Okay? So it's not compulsory. Not every Christian will accept. Not every Christian will speak in tongues. But if every Christian speaks in tongues, it will be very powerful. Alright. I think I have to end here because time is far spent. Let us get ready and prepare prepared for Eben, Eben, if I try to answer your question, the time is far spent. But let me touch on it. You are asking, does generational generational cases give legal access for demons to manipulate you even after renewing your mindset? Okay. This question is quite dicey. Okay. Because generational uh, cases actually, yes, does give demons legal access, but... It doesn't give them a legal access to manipulate you even after renewing your mind. Because after renewing your mind, you'll not actually be influenced by some of these things. If your mind is truly renewed, you will not be influenced by these things. The legal access there, the Bible says that even the legal captive shall be de- delivered. When we say legal, it means that there are things that some people in the family might have done that gives those spirits the permission to come to you. But when they come to you and your mind is fully renewed, they won't have the access to manipulate you. It is only when your heart, your mind is not renewed that they are able to manipulate you. So they have legal access to you, yes, but they don't have legal access to manipulate you. And even you can, you can revoke that access that they have. You can revoke you, When you break it, okay, when you break it and enforce what Jesus has done, Jesus has delivered us from all those cases, but you need to enforce it. When they're able to successfully enforce it, even when they come, they are disconnected, so they will not have the access. All right. I believe we can end here. I believe we have learned a lot. Yeah. I believe we have learned a lot. I believe we have learned a lot. Let And then um, come there for more. All right. Let's calm this down for morning aura. Your possible best to um, follow. If you are new, if you are new, please follow. If you are new, please follow. If you are new, please follow. And let's meet this dawn at morning aura. God bless you. Have a blessed evening. Take good care of yourselves. Until we meet again, the name is Joseph Asumani. 
God bless you. Bye-bye. Your bread of life.